Call to Action, Episode 3 User Interface Inspection Methods Intro to the Podcasting Series This is the third out of four podcasting episodes aiming to bring together a community of user experience practitioners, advocates for people with disabilities, and professionals interested in usability, accessibility, and user research methods. Those looking for ways to make a case for accessibility and quality assurance in design are encouraged to use this series of podcasts as a call to action for positive change in their design communities. Hello, and thank you for listening to this podcast. I am Zoe Marmara. With Halloween just a week away, a podcast about user interface inspections and walkthroughs is guaranteed to deliver a lot of fun. It's hard to contain my excitement. I get to talk about approaches used in software engineering by usability practitioners of the late 80s and the early 90s. One of them is the heuristic approach, a very creepy, mysterious and spooky method. I feel like I am entering a haunted house. I may also have to write some tips to help you get rid of the dust after listening to this podcast. Although they are dusty and all products of the 90s, lists with guidelines are considered very practical and flexible today. The reason we consider them appropriate is because they fit to today's agile design environment. Ad hoc approaches are cost-effective, they are informal, and there is no need for the evaluator to be an expert. My mom can do it. Isn't that something? So, whose innovative drive led us all to heuristic approaches? That's yet another exciting moment for me, because I get to talk about Nielsen. Jacob Nielsen, sort of a god to any person who has ever performed a heuristic evaluation, detailed the methods of usability engineering in 1993. You can still buy the book today. By inspecting the book's cover, I can tell that a visual practitioner really made an effort to explain the usability problem domain. If you don't notice the labels, maybe you will think that the book is some novel by Jules Verne. Anyway, it is without a doubt a voyage extraordinaire to discount usability methods. Nielsen is famous for redefining usability evaluation methods today and has deeply influenced other sectors through his innovative drive. Okay, so now it's my chance to reveal to you the truth about how the heuristic evaluation method was invented and by whom. The heuristic evaluation was invented in 1990 by Rolf Mollich and Jacob Nielsen. Ah, such an interesting story. Nielsen was then an assistant professor at the Technical University of Denmark. Little did he know that four years later, he would write 10 guidelines and change the world of usability evaluation forever. You may look for Mollick's paper, Improving a Human Computer Dialogue, to get an idea of how heuristic evaluation was conceived 
in the mind of these two. The paper starts like this. Any system designed for people to use should be easy to learn and remember, effective and pleasant to use. Well, it's not Jules Verne, but time proved that it was definitely science fiction. People still try to create usable products and fail, as if usability is quantum physics. While Nielsen was thinking like IKEA, how to disrupt the industry and grow profitably, Mollich was teaching human-computer interaction and later usability engineering at the Technical University of Denmark and got to keep his hair. Today he is known by a book with a creepy artist wooden hand model on the cover and for his practice-oriented research on usability evaluation methods, including the comparative usability evaluations, the cues. Cues, in my mind, were like space shuttles to usability. Nine of them were launched. On each of them, a number of professional usability teams independently evaluated the same website or Windows program that was back in early 2000. Because of cues, we now know the following. The number of usability problems in a typical website is often so large that you can't hope to find more than a fraction of the problems in an ordinary usability test. There is no measurable difference in the quality of the results produced by usability tests and expert reviews. 6 or even 15 test participants are nowhere near enough to find 80% of the usability problems. Six test participants will, however, provide sufficient information to drive a useful iterative development process. Even professional usability evaluators make many mistakes in usability test task construction, problem reporting, and recommendations. Yes, Molik found more than 15 years ago what is currently known as the golden rule of user testing, that six participants are enough to find 80% of the usability problems. Molik and Nielsen worked together in the 90s to refine the number of guidelines that evaluators used to effectively detect usability problems. They figured the original list of heuristics. Simple and natural dialogue, speak the user's language, minimize the user's memory load, consistency, feedback, clearly marked exits, shortcuts, precise and constructive error messages, prevent errors, and help and documentation. Nielsen later performed a formal study and presented the 10 heuristics commonly used today. I think he made an effort to explain them the best way he could to engineers, with no more than a couple of lines for each. And this is why many UX practitioners insist on heuristic evaluation requiring only light training. That's great because every engineer or other person in the role of the evaluator is familiar with usability attributes, consistency, efficiency, learnability. Yes, very familiar. 
very familiar with the quality criteria of ISO 9126, I am sure. So Nielsen came in 1994 and said, it's simple and cost-effective. He also said, you need to use five evaluators because in this way you will cover 75% of total usability problems and have the highest benefit-to-cost ratio. But I don't think the market listened to that because UX was all they could listen to and somehow UX practitioners embraced the 10 guidelines that were originally written for quality assurance engineers which I think was and still is a big mistake. Heuristic evaluation does little to prepare evaluators either for inspection or for the analysis and presentation of findings. I think the word heuristics is a keyword that is used to subtly hint at the weak spots of discovery and problem analysis. Do heuristics efficiently solve these practical problems? Yes. But to any expert evaluator with domain knowledge, any method is powerful. The thing is, all strengths and weaknesses were described in 2008 and the variation of the heuristic evaluation method, the heuristic evaluation plus, was proposed. One of the problem areas is wording and language. Today the world is a very complex place for engineers. Adapted heuristic sets have undergone several rounds of modifications, but are always based on Nielsen's heuristic set. I am amazed that ways have been examined to allow evaluator teams to collaborate using computer-supported collaborative systems. Is this what we need right now? What do you think? Are heuristic approaches creepy, mysterious and spooky after all? I guess it depends on what type of person you are. The one that enjoys deep-seated fears or a person like me? I'm more into heartwarming and epic love stories. A romantic podcast is coming next, the last of the series. I hope you enjoyed this Halloween episode. I am Zoe Marmara and I encourage you to think of your role and responsibilities in the UX design team and of the benefits you can bring as an individual who strives to design quality products. I hope this podcast has inspired you to pursue the subject matter further. Thank you very much for your time.